Hello and welcome to the five song mixtape. We discuss a new mix each and every week. My name's Michael. I'm Captain Gay Hep. <laughs> and I'm Marjorie. <laughs> Who's your white whale? Oh, this <laughs> big old white boy I see walking down the street. <laughs> so, do you think Ahab was racist? Oh no! I think he would. He would have picked a black whale if he found one. <laughs> but is that more racist? You know, he's searching for the black whale. Yeah, that seems more racist in a way. I think he's, he's pretty anti-racist. He's, actually, he's looking at his maps. He's like, "Where's that Asian whale? At? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's around here somewhere. I've seen them around. They're very sneaky. Those Asian whales. <laughs> yeah. Um. Crap, I had a question, but I totally forgot it now. It's about Asian whales? No. Hmm. I totally had a question. The sperm whale. Is it about Herman Melville? No. (laughs) Did you know that he did not get famous until until, Yeah. Yeah. And he was actual he he was a noteworthy author of his time. Like people bought his books, but he came out with Moby Dick and everybody's like, This is stupid. And it wasn't until um, soldiers returning from like World War II got a hold of it and read it and were able to like relate their story to the story of Moby Dick and find more meaning in it mm. that it became popular mm. even though he just wrote it about a fucking white whale yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it's about his search for inner peace and conquering his demons it's like, yeah no, it's about a whale yeah there were a bunch of those guys but that were authors mostly but like I don't yeah. know because of the internet if that will happen ever again yeah. I think at this point, if you're really good at something, you should be known. Yeah. I should know you. Uh, what's his name? Chuck Klosterman was writing about that. In, but what if we're wrong? Yeah. Yeah. And he was saying, like, uh, like possibly the next great writer already exists, and it's just existing in, like, a, a blog sphere place, you know, like a, mm-hmm. a live journal type thing. Yeah. Without us even realizing it, just getting lost in the shuffle. Because of the reasons like Moby Dick and whatnot got popular after the guy was dead. Yeah. It's like we might not find the meaning in their work until generations from now. Mm. Like that's weird. It always kind of bothers me that House of Leaves still isn't like a bigger book. Yeah. Because like there's people that have maybe heard of it. But like I would say the general public still does not know about that book. No. And like it's a great like horror book. It's a great book book. Yeah. Could you imagine awesome. getting the audiobook of that? I don't think it exists. But. Yeah. Just reading random. All right, this is uh, backwards and in red font. And I'm going to stop it in the middle of the page because there's a square with a window to the other page. We're just going to skip a few pages here. Right, this one just says the on it. All right, next page. This is a triangle. This is... Just a triangle. <laughs> oh, now he's he's speaking Yiddish. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, that'd be pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like halfway through Will Smith's book. It's pretty good. What? <laughs> yeah. Big Willie style? Uh it's just called Will. <laughs> yeah. It's actually it's a really good book. I'm almost I'm halfway through it and it's been a breeze this week listening to it. <laughs> and I don't know if I would enjoy reading it, but um, mm. There's actually because he reads the audiobook, and there's actual production value to it. Um, <laughs> there's so a like beat behind it, yeah. Like there's <laughs> there's sections of it where he because he talks about um 
the first big song that the Fresh Prince and uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff had. And he was like, yeah, this song was basically me ripping off this other guy. And I had never heard of this, like, underground beginning of hip-hop. Oh, I saw this. Dude. I saw a documentary on that. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, and then he raps the song that he basically ripped off. And <laughs> it's like a full production of you're hearing Will Smith rap behind a beat of the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's stuff like that that's, like, cool. But it's but um, a section of it is when he he talks about that like at that time in hip hop because it's before he was acting, and he was like explaining uh, like he was on like their first tour was with Public Enemy and like two li- two live crew like they were doing like European tours they were I totally forgot that he was the first uh, hip hop artist to win a Grammy like he was oh, wow. the first guy ever to do it <laughs> so like he was huge in hip hop at the time. Granted, hip-hop wasn't huge, but he was beginning to be huge, right? Yeah. And he, was he like, talks about, like, at that time, like, all you could really hang out with were athletes or drug dealers. Like, hip-hop, hmm. there wasn't, like, you couldn't, like, really hang out with, like, popular actors at the time. Yeah. Like, you really just had, like, other black athletes or you had, like, drug dealers. Those are the yeah. only two people you can hang out with. Oh, yeah. And so, like, he, he had this time in his or life. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had a time in his life where he, like, was basically, like, his, like, most of the people he hung out with were, like, drug dealers. But, like, he isn't like that. So, it's funny thinking of, like, young Will Smith who, like didn't grow up he kind of grew up like middle class um his, yeah. his dad was just like really hard working had like an ice company and all this stuff and like and just funny like listening to him at this point in hip-hop like he's not a hard hip-hop guy like he was made fun of yeah. for being corny yet he's mostly hanging around drug dealers because that's all he could hang out with <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah i wonder if he was perceived as corny as a rapper in like fresh prince of bel-air or if he was still Before perceived that. So he was always that way. Yes. Like he was always Big Willie style. Yeah, because he explains that he, because of his um, his upbringing, his mom, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, she she worked in a school district, and so she was really big on words. And his dad was military, and so he was really strict. And then his grandma was like super religious. So like he made a point very young because he started like he started his hip hop career when he was like sixteen. And he's like he like made a point back then to be like I'm not cursing, huh? So like even though like he rapped about sex and stuff like that, he just like he didn't curse at all. And so like even in the beginning of his career, because like he had I think won a Grammy before even uh, NWA came out before their '89 album Hmm. came out, and so like even before that came out, he was made fun of for being corny. Did you hear Eminem made fun of him? Really? He's like, Will Smith doesn't have to cuss to sell records. We'll fuck him and fuck you too. That's, that's his line in one of his songs. The band you too? Yeah, probably. I'm starting to like Eminem more. Does anyone like respect Eminem? I don't think so. I think it's all... I, I mean... I really don't know. I don't know if they do anymore. Like he used to well, be. Well, I'm sure there's people like, you know, our old roommate. He's like, no, he's one of the greatest. He's like, he rap, rap garland all the time. So there's probably people that are like, yes. he is one of the greatest. And I was like, I don't like that song. Fans, so. fans, yeah. But I mean, like, I'm thinking more like people in the music industry. I think yeah. people still in the music industry, they, they look up to him. Like they who? Say he's, 
don't you don't know. see I, I think people debate me talking about Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is. Yeah, there's, like there's pay my respects to Marshall Mathers. <laughs> well. <laughs> There are there is interviews out there with people saying stuff about him, but I, I don't know how recent that is, or like you know what else was said. Yeah, yeah Machine I can't Gun picture Kelly, like, <coughs> Post Malone, yeah, yeah. So, big fans. <laughs> can't picture like ASAP Rocky being yeah. like, I, I just grew up listening to Eminem. <laughs> really? <laughs> you? Yeah. They're, yeah, they're more likely to give respect to Fifty than Eminem. Yeah, and even then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right, so this is episode 73 of the podcast. Uh, this is Devin's Mix. What's the name of your mix, Devin? Um, oh, shit. What is it? Seduced by the Gays. That's right. Seduced yes. by that gaze. I was like, I had two of them. I forgot which one it was called. <laughs> so what was the, what, what's your agenda with this mix? Well, my hidden agenda is to, uh, <laughs> to convert everybody to the gays lifestyle. To the gays basically. lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. The way of the gays. <laughs> you could be openly but, uh, gays now. Yeah, it's it's cool to be gays now. Yeah, you know, you tried to come out to your mom at one point, and it was yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was not having it, but I over time, you know, like the more mainstream acceptability of the gays. Now she's a fan of the gays. Yeah. So you know, so the gays has done a lot for music and <laughs> culture in general. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was basically I I was listening to might have been Death Heaven and I was thinking, oh, there's a bunch of bands that have made like a shift in their sound. And not necessarily all of them to like uh the shoegaze sound, which is what all these are. Not gays, but the shoegaze. Um but a lot of them did make like a a noted like uh shoegaze shift. And then there's other bands like Ceremony that went into like the post-punk sound and the new wave. But I excluded those for the most part. And uh, I also wanted to get your guys' opinion on whether all of these are actually the gays. That's uh, my big question here. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. based off of these songs, I don't know what shoegaze is. I – oh, I should, I gotta find the article. I was just reading <laughs> some uh, music uh, bloggers' like opinion piece yeah. about how to define shoegaze, and basically, he, it all it came down to was: Does this sound like My Bloody Valentine's Loveless? And if no, then it's not shoegaze. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> well, I feel like there's a little bit more that you could <laughs> do there, you know? Well, it's okay. like saying like, oh, this is punk music. Does this sound like the Sex Pistols? know that it's not <laughs> punk like, okay okay so like wikipedia says shoegaze originally termed shoegazing and sometimes conflated with dream pop that's how they start the wikipedia article. <laughs> yeah. like they don't even know <laughs> sometimes people get it wrong and call it dream pop <laughs> or the other way around yeah, because we've had artists on we've had mixes where we've had artists where they go into the dream pop category yeah. That don't sound like any of these people. Yeah, and I think dream pop is a more uh, broadly fitting term that is more acceptable than shoegaze, you know? Yeah. Shoegaze seems to be a very, like, 
I can't think of another example, but yeah, shoegazes seems like a very specific thing that when it's labeled that and people don't agree with it, they get mad. <laughs> <laughs> it says it's a subgenre of indie and alternative rock characterized by ethereal mixture of obscure vocals, guitar distortion, effects, feedback, and overwhelming volume. So pavement. Pavement is shoegaze. <laughs> like, that doesn't help me at all. Is that, Bush a shoegaze band? Yeah. I mean, like, there's so many 70s and 80s punk bands that fall into that. Yeah. Like, post-punk in general could yeah. just be shoegaze, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, what does obscured vocals mean? Like, you, yeah, that, does that just mean you can't to what? sing well? Yeah. Because that's what all of these artists are on here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and even then, like, there's some shoegaze bands that I like. I mean, I like the vocals. Maybe they're not good voices. Like, the guy from Nothing. Like, I like his voice. Yeah. But, yeah, it's probably not a good voice. No. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Um, Apparently, it emerged in Ireland and the UK in the 1980s among neo-psychedelic groups. Again, this doesn't Mm. make any sense who stood motionless during live performances and in a detached, non-confrontational state. (laughs) (laughs) Too specific. Uh, I guess I played shoegaze when I played bass when I played shows. (laughs) So it says that Loveless, the 1991 album from My Bloody Valentine, is often seen as a genre's defining release, with other prominent shoegaze bands including Slow Dive, Ride, Lush, and Chapter House. So, in the early 1990s, shoegaze was pushed aside by American grunge movement and early Brit pop acts. So, that's also confusing to me because when you listen to some of these... It means Oasis pushed them aside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They when did you, influence something. Yeah. When you listen to some of these 90s shoegaze bands, like to me, they're like not far off from grunge. They really aren't to me. Yeah. They're just longer songs. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like it's like Pearl Jam. It's like Smashing Pumpkins, like first album, uh Siamese Dream. Yeah. I think it's Siamese Dream. Yeah. But like more distant, like with more reverb. And yeah. It's like, oh, that's shoegaze if you put more reverb on it. Yeah. Because it's just a wall of sound, right? Yeah. In obscure vocals. Yeah. 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 Like I don't get it. For me, Pearl Jam could have been a shoegaze band if he didn't sing well yeah but like he sings sure. well tell me spooky <laughs> yeah that's shoegazy yeah yeah so like that's why it's very confusing it's almost it really does feel like a hipster thing yeah like an asshole music nerd was like no it's shoegaze yeah. But what is shoegaze? Nah, I don't know if you're ready. I don't think you know what shoegaze yeah. I don't think you're ever going to understand. If you have to ask me, then you might as well not even know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to tell you if you have to ask me. At this yeah. point, it really, especially hearing, because all of these bands that you have on here is like technically modern shoegaze for whatever that means. Yeah. I don't, it bothers me that it's a genre. I kind of agree. <laughs> and I don't even think it really is a genre anymore. You know, like I don't think it ever was. Yeah. I think it was just dream pop, which seems to have come out of like 
new wave mm-hmm. and post punk combined. Like if you take post punk and new wave and put it together with grunge too, like that's all very dream pop esque. And all of those bands that play that kind of like dream pop music, like all of these bands on here, they don't stick to one solid sound for the most part. They kind of shift throughout a lot of things. So like these songs, with the exception of like the last one, that that whole album is pretty much all the same stuff. Except for the last song. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Except for the last one. But for the most part, like uh like Citizen, like their album shifts a lot back and forth between like post punk sounds and shoegaze elements. So it seems like shoegaze is kind of an element that you can use in music nowadays. Yeah. I listened to, to this it, album and I was just like what is happening on this right? album? <laughs> yeah. I, I picked the most shoegazy sounding song. I mean, They're, out of the ones I heard, fit. definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause there's some of them that it's like, this dude's like screaming. Like this yeah. is a punk song. Yeah. 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 I don't understand. It's like, it really is to me just indie and post-punk. Like that's mm-hmm. all this is to me because like listening to some of these songs, which just I, describes idols. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which could be shoegaze at some point. But like you know, maybe the first song on their new album. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, there's a yeah. few parts that are like, "Oh, that's a very shoegazy part." Yeah, you know, I never want to say that out loud, though. No, I don't want. to. <laughs> it's like admitting to liking Chelsea Handler. Yeah, I but like, I say it out loud. I said this to you when the Deaf Heaven album came out, and it's to me, it's in all of these bands, and like, if these bands are considered shoegaze bands then there's no reason why Brand New should not be considered a shoegaze band. Oh, totally. Because their albums, since post um, Deja and Tondu, yeah. well, Daisy and uh, The Devil and God Rage Inside Me. That's the one I'm thinking That's of, the yeah. one where it's just like, yeah. listening to that album and listening to these bands, I'm just like, Brand New Shoegaze. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't so want... is Silver Sun Pickups, yes. and I hate them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, they are, I hear elements of honestly of manchester orchestra and some of these Ooh, bands and i'm like yeah and i'm like oh the virgin album that must be a shoegaze album then if these yeah. bands are yeah and then i hear death cab in these bands i'm just like what well, was death cab shoegaze i don't know <laughs> there is something special about death cab i uh, they were playing at the drive-thru of the coffee shop i went to today and i hadn't heard them for so long yeah and i'm like god damn i still love death cab yeah i forgot i thought i was over them i'm not yeah <laughs> still love them yeah <laughs> i think they just uh re-released an old album like a remastered or oh they did like a taylor swift uh i don't know if it's a taylor swift Ooh, that'd be cool I think it just might be like a deluxe edition of an older album i'll still listen to it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um all right rj you, you got any thoughts I did not put much effort into this. <laughs> he didn't have a lot of time this week. No. He's real busy. I've been listening to it. I'm just like, I think RJ and I are going to wildly be on opposite sides of this mix. Mm. That's what I kept That's on thinking about. But if he didn't give it enough listens, I might, I might be wrong. I, well, when I was trying to figure out the, you know, top songs, like favorite, least favorite, I didn't really uh, – the only thing I could go back to was, like, familiarity for both of you for, like, favorite artists. And, I, 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 yeah, I have no idea which one is actually going to be your, like, favorite, least favorite. Um, 
but I do have both of your least favorite as the same. Okay, well, let's go with me first. So, Mike, I said favorite song is two. Least favorite is four. Favorite artist is five. For RJ, favorite song one. Least favorite four. And favorite artist is one. Four, one, and, one. Yep. Or one, four, one. Oh, one, four, one. Yeah. One, four, one. Okay. So two, four, five for Mike. One four five one one four goddamn one hard. four one for de- one for for one for RJ. <laughs> Jesus, who are we? Who are these people? <laughs> Any more cold medicine? <laughs> uh man, I had some uh, this past week. I had some uh, Nyquil sleepy time. It's oh, my favorite. <laughs> they got a new formula that does, okay, maybe it's because they had COVID, but it didn't taste as strong. Like. Mm. You know how it has a like that deathly coating that like coats your tongue and just tastes like green shit. Oh, you mean deliciousness? I don't like licorice, <laughs> but it's real strong. Like this seems to like just go down smooth and doesn't have like a crazy aftertaste. I'm like, oh, I could drink a whole bottle of this. Thank you, Nyquil. There's a a sweet point in my life where I just had on some on my nightstand table. And mm. occasionally I would just, like, wake up in the middle of the night, just take a little swig, <laughs> mm-hmm. and go back to bed. <laughs> yeah. Go back to bed real hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I just have weed, and that's what I do. When I <laughs> yeah. If I wake up at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm like, time to smoke mm-hmm. some weed. That's <laughs> Jesus' <is> not cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. There's something about with my body chemistry, and my wife used to say I had a problem. It's not a problem. But, like... <laughs> There's something with my body chemistry that, like, Dayquil just perks me up. Oh, if I yeah. just take a little sip of Dayquil, I'm just, like, ready mm. to go. It's like it's like cocaine to me. I don't know what yep. it is. No. I, if, you, if I drink a whole bottle of NyQuil, <laughs> I cannot go to sleep. <laughs> I will be seeing things that aren't there, but I will not be asleep. Yeah. Like, I am wide awake. Yeah. Yeah, I just need a little sip of Dayquil, and I'm ready yeah. to go, baby. Yeah, it's a DXM. It gets you going. <laughs> you know, you can actually hallucinate from that. Really? Like uh, Robitussin DM has this stuff called a dextromethorphan. Hmm. That's the same stuff that's in uh, Dayquil, and they call it Robotrippin. If you drink a whole <laughs> bottle of Robitussin. I want a Robotrip. <laughs> oh, it's it's interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. Have you ever taken Ambien and tried to stay up? No, nah, that's scary to me. It's Ambien. weird. It's real weird. Yeah. Things start moving, like just in your vision. It's like you're... you're your body's awake, but your brain is going to sleep, and it's the weirdest fucking thing. Yeah, it's someone that we know, they tell us their Ambien stories. I'm just like, why do you still do it? And they're like, oh, yeah. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just like, what are you doing? It's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, people have, like, there's been legit accounts of people, like, there's a whole um, Boys Night Out concept album about it, but people have killed their partners in their sleep and not remembered it. Holy shit, that's great. On Ativan, or not Ativan, but uh, Ambien. Ambien. Hmm. Yeah, and have no recollection of it, and they don't go to jail because they were on Ambien. <laughs> like, what? It's, yeah, it's one of. Sense. If I smoke PCP and kill someone. But PCP's not legal and prescribed by a doctor. Oh. Right? So, Oxycot? Yeah, I mean, if, if I just it, take a bunch it, of oxys and kill someone. Well, here's the thing: Ambien's <laughs> one of the only thing, like the only drugs that will actually like take over your mind. Um, so it Ambien, should be legal. And there's one, <laughs> yeah, totally. 
It's PCP is probably safer than Ambien, actually. (laughs) But it's one of the only like true dissociatives. Yeah, it's real bad. Um, did you listen to uh, that Nems dude on Chris? uh, Oh, I just saw the the video you sent. I didn't listen to the whole thing, dude. He tells some great stories because he was like a drug addict and homeless at one point. Um. On Coney Island because he's from there and he's just Damn. like sleeping there and just a homeless drug addict. But he has crazy yeah. stories of him just like uh, constantly beating people up and robbing them. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> like this dude's awesome. <laughs> his videos are insane. Yeah, like just just his videos on his page where he's just going through like Coney Island and like basically doing bum fights on Instagram. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's doing he's the like, old yeah, bum fight like thing. twenty bucks or something. <laughs> yeah, there's like a fifteen minute video where he's just like, like yelling at this old homeless lady, <laughs> and like just throwing around the n word because he's just a Puerto Rican guy from Coney Island. Hell and yeah, apparently man. it's cool. If I had just stayed, but in his New York. white friend is there too, doing the same thing, and then they're all just laughing, and he's just yelling at this homeless lady who he's apparently friends with. And he's like, shut up, you ugly. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Life is long, and I still have the chance to move back to New York. And oh. Suddenly, I'm just going to have an accent. Stop mm-hmm. saying the N-word. <laughs> Man, can I, can like, I go I'm with Puerto you? Puerto Rican. This sounds amazing. Can I go with you? They got Puerto Ricans with red hair, right? Yeah. Like Mexicans with red hair. I'll be like the Puerto Rican Canelo. Yeah. <sighs> All right, uh, all right. So first track on here, we've got "Dizzy on the Come Down" by Turnover off of Peripheral Vision. Uh, this is track number five off their album, four minutes and fifteen seconds. Uh, Turnover is an American rock band from Virginia Beach, Virginia, formed in two thousand nine. The band is signed with Run for Cover Records. Uh, Turnover has released four albums and two EPs and a handful of singles. Uh, Peripheral Visions, the band's second record, uh, is one of the most well-known emo and indie records of the mid-2010s. That bothers me, that sentence. Emo. Emo was dead by the mid-2010s. Yeah. (laughs) So. Yeah. Uh, Peripheral Vision is the second studio album from them. Uh, The album finds the band shifting from their pop-punk origins to a more atmospheric dream-pop-type sound. Uh, Peripheral Vision peaked at number four in the Billboard Heat Secret album chart. Uh, and critics' reviews were largely positive, focusing on a stylistic progression. Um, yeah, so I had heard Turnover before. Uh, not, I had not heard this sound of Turnover. I had heard the earlier sound of Turnover. Um, this song's fine. Yeah. 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 Didn't blow my hair back or anything. Um, Which yeah. albums did you hear before? Was it Magnolia or like their early, early stuff? It would have been their early, early stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, because I think this this one is 2015 um, and yeah. Magnolia was 2013. So I might have heard Magnolia. Um, but yeah, there's, I, I don't mind the song. There's just nothing in the song that like grabs me. Um, yeah. And it just sounds like an indie band. Yeah, and yeah. it sounds like more reverby, and then it's like, oh, that's shoegaze now. Yeah, <laughs> right. Did we shoegaze? Did we well, do shoegaze? It's really to me this just like this deadpan vocals. 
Yeah. If I just talk like this. Yeah. Which is basically just emo. <laughs> yeah. Like Midwest emo. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's like yeah. happy year emo. It's like yeah. major key emo. There's for sure sunny day real estate that would fall into this category. Yeah. Because their vocals yeah. are very similar to that. Yeah. Um, RJ, how'd you feel towards the song? Uh, I think this song, mind you, if it actually had a different name or something like this, they could have gone on my, I forgot what mix that was. It's the one with the Dangerous Summer. And oh. it's the style oh, of it. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, I forgot what, how you described like a lot of the bands on there, but you're just like, it could fit with this. And I, I enjoyed that because of it. I was like, oh, is it the Christian, like, the Christian it, bands? It was, it was a Christian theme. Okay. Yeah, the pop but, bands though. But it, they, yeah. they could go along with them. Like the guitar with the Dangerous Summer and you wouldn't even notice. Yeah, I could see that. Right. Yeah. yeah, But I liked it. Yeah. There's um this is probably something that only I noticed in the song because I had my uh, I had a hard time like locking into this mix at first and I think it's because I tried listening to it at the gym at first and I was like I can't no oh, yeah <laughs> I can't no. No, no, no. and it's something that I realized listening to these bands I was just like if I'm doing something and not actually focusing on the music I enjoy it. I don't know if that makes any sense, but yes. like if I'm at the gym, I'm typically focusing on the music, but if I'm just yeah. like drawing, like I'm not really focusing on the music. And so like, it's more enjoyable for whatever reason for me. Yeah. Um, but in this song, I had my, my earbuds in and they were really loud and there's something in the chorus that drives me crazy in this song. Hmm. Uh, it's the weirdest thing. You'd have to listen to the song with earbuds really loud, but in the chorus, there's a scratching. There's Ooh. this weird ass, and it's like, oh, of course, shoegaze. You've got like a wall of sound, so you got like bullshit sound in <laughs> yeah. there. And we've got like, a blank space. We've got to fill it in with yeah. nonsense. It's literally in the chorus, and I kept on like looking around me, listening to it, being like, is that something in the house? Huh. But like listening to the song over and over again, it's like, no, it's just in the chorus, and it's this weird scratching noise that they have in there. It bugs the shit out of me. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I... I noticed that on your mix last week, there was one song that had like a, um, it was just like a sound effect, like a crash, mm-hmm. like, or maybe like a gunshot or something in the background. And every time it happened and I had headphones in, I would like look around and be like, fuck, did I knock something over? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it just catches me off guard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's fine. It's uh, again, there's nothing that I wanted to dive deeper on. But. Yeah. Just music. Is it shoegaze? Uh, not to me. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think this one was like one of the further stretches as far as shoegaze goes. Yeah, that's the thing that like we kind of talked about when the Deaf Heaven album came out, which is like listening to more shoegaze um, and listening to these bands. And like, because I've only really been listening to shoegaze for like maybe a year now or maybe a little bit over a year now. Um, and like really like listening to it because I'd heard shoegaze bands before, but I had no idea what shoegaze was. Mm-hmm. And like I really have a problem with uh, these bands and this modern shoegaze sound that don't sound authentically nineties. Yeah, um, because honestly, like listening to a lot of the shoegaze music, it's like for me, in order to have the production of shoegaze sound right, it needs to sound nineties to me. 
And like that's my biggest criticism of the Def Heaven album. It's like it sounds too new. Like yeah. make it sound older and I would yeah. like it more. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um all right. So moving on from Turnover, we've got uh Ring of Chain. Um oh, I also didn't like Turnover Dizzy on the Come Down. It just like in the chorus it made it sound like you were giving someone a roofie or something. You're yeah, trying that's to drug about. them, take yeah, them obviously. home. <laughs> roofie songs. That's what yeah. this album is called. Yeah, that whole band Rufio. They're all dedicated <laughs> yeah. to roofies. <laughs> yeah. Roofie me. Roofie me. Uh, but Ring of Chain by Citizen off uh, Everybody is Going to Heaven. It's track number 10, 5 minutes and 35 seconds. Uh, Citizen is an American rock band from southeast Michigan and northwest Ohio. That formed in 2009. The band consists of three core members, uh, Matt Kirkus, brothers Nick Ham and Eric Ham. Uh, they are currently signed with Run for Cover Records, so the same uh, record company as Turnover. Huh. Um, they have released four studio albums. Uh, the group announced they were in the process of recording their next album in 2015. Everybody's Going to Heaven was recorded in Pennsylvania. Uh, discussing the writing process, guitarist Nick Ham said the group was doing whatever we feel like and that the songs were twice as big as the tracks on Youth. Uh, it's Citizen, but it's turned up to 11. Yeah. Everybody Spiles is going it. to heaven. <laughs> Has been described as alternative rock, emo, and shoegazing. Shoegazing. I like as a hobby. Like a verb. Yeah. Like you could go shoegaze. Yeah. RJ, watching. I'm going to go shoegaze. Yeah, you want to go shoegazing with me? Like, let's go to the new Nike store and shoegaze. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go look for some new flippy floppies. Let's go shoegazing. Uh, it'd be great if suddenly RJ became a sneakerhead. <laughs> Ridiculous. But just like the dumbest shoes. He's like, I don't like the popular ones. I just like the ones that I like. And uh, I'm really into these just, I'm really slippers. into shoes for cruise. <laughs> these slippers here are from uh, Sam's Club. Yeah. Love them. These I are... would, yeah, if you just got passionate about your per, your current footwear. Yeah. <laughs> these are 2004 Payless Airwalks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> White laces. Original. Original. <laughs> this is beige, not yeah. sand. Beige. <laughs> Limited run. They only made 200 of these bad boys before they I have 163 <laughs> pairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I remember before like certain stores had vans, they all had their knockoff vans. Oh, yeah. They were so bad. <laughs> yeah. I had knockoff Osiris D3s. Oh, sick. Yeah. From Big Five. <laughs> They were so cool. Why are you buying shoes at Big Five? It's the only place I bought shoes. <laughs> like, I don't remember going. I went to Vans. Like, yeah, Vans. And then middle school when, like, dumbass skate shoes were popular, Hell went yeah. to Big Five. Because I don't know. I don't know where we would have gone to get, like, cool Zoomies, guys skate bro. shoes. You had Zoomies. You had PacSun. I don't know if there was a Zoomies back then, except in, like, art. Sunrise. Yeah, and I was living in, like, Placerville yeah. at the time. So, yeah, Big Five in Placerville <laughs> had knockoff Osiris D3. Or you go to Wal- or Kmart. Yep. Yeah. Not even a Walmart thing. Kmart had the bangers. Yeah, it's a, that's a Target now, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Taking over. Yeah. The Big Five, though, is still there, right? I think so. It should still be there. Yeah. yeah. 
Did you know uh, Blockbuster closed down and then they turned no. it into a Mountain Democrat? <laughs> Liberals. Yeah. <laughs> Mountain Republican. <laughs> Mountain QAnon. Yeah. Yeah. The penny saver is still strong. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> Not too many Jews up there. You know what surprises me <laughs> is the uh, Spanky's Pizza is still there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like the sign just looks like it's dirty. I, that's just a town that you could still like apparently live the American dream where you're like, I got a dumbass idea for a business. So I'm gonna open it. Yeah. And dude. then it stays there for twenty years. That's what's crazy, is those ones stay there yet on Main Street you have businesses going in and out constantly. All the time. It's like this yeah. is the busy place. Yeah. <laughs> this is where you make your money. <laughs> Yeah, they had that fucking uh, pot pie place there forever. Um, oh, Z pies. Yeah, yeah. Z pies. Do you guys remember when the movie theater used to be over where Blockbuster w- was? No, I don't. I remember yeah, that. This, this is this is when I was a wee lad. <laughs> yeah, they, they only had two screens there back in my day. Maybe yeah, I don't remember. It's, it's where like the O'Reilly or whatever auto parts places now there, but before that used to be the old movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, no, I only the. Yeah, I don't think I went. The only time we we only drove through Placerville when we were living in Sacramento to go to Apple Hill. That was yeah. it. Yeah, Things I, we, we went to Sam Sam's Town once, but that's it. I love Sam's Town. Yeah, I was mostly around for the Berks Junction era, which I think is still going. Oh yeah, I guess the <laughs> tiny trains still still chugging along. <laughs> Yeah, you guys gonna go to the Christmas lighting this year? <laughs> Birch Junction one? No. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm more familiar with Birch Junction. You know, I almost got to conduct that train once <laughs> back in my day. Um. Yeah. So <laughs> the song by Citizen. <laughs> yeah. Citizen. Uh, yeah, I really like this song. I thought it was a good song. Again. Uh, I don't know if it's shoegaze to me. <laughs> yep. It just sounds like an indie rock band. Yeah. Um, that sounds better than like the Lumineers. But uh, they have been accused of shoegazing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I did like this song. I thought it was good. Um, RJ, how'd you feel towards it? So this song, I feel like it could go in the same category of my dangerous summer mix mm-hmm. and then the actual title of the cd actually picks fits per- perfectly with the religious mix that i made oh yeah so that works too um the song itself i think you did mention before but i literally put dangerous summer mixed with death cab mm, yeah. versus driving i don't know how to describe this but miss daisy um yep <laughs> Uh, but the the music of it, like if you simplify it, just look at it. I was like, this is a very defeater like sound. Mm. Oh yeah, or it's just like chug chug chug, chug 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 yeah. and just a drum beat. And I was like, it's just a guy screaming. Yeah. And I was like, this is so. It's like all those mixed together, and I really liked it. Oh okay, all right. Yeah, but the the defeater guy can actually sing. Yeah, that's yeah. why he's on a shoot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, maybe if you just suck at singing yeah. and you like scream every once in a while, maybe you're a shoegazer. Yeah, but I like, like you, it's like the new Jeff Fox really. If you suck <laughs> at singing while you scream the lyrics, you might be a shoegazer. 
You're the most specific alternative emo comic. If you sing behind a wall of reverbing guitars with ethereal vocals, you might be shoegaze. I like the idea of you like doing this as on stage. Like you're yeah, dressed yeah. like an indie guy, yeah, but you've got that accent, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know what to call your music and it sounds kind of dreamy and ethereal, <laughs> and but you can't really make good music and you just kind of like stare at the ground, you might be a shoegazer. <laughs> um, so it would be very specific stand up, like a. Fred Armisen's stand-up for oh, drummers. drummers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so funny, though. Just so fucking good. Uh, I remember when that came out, I was just like, God damn it, Dustin. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so good, too, because I thought it was going to be like, oh, this is like for everybody, but it's, you know, like drum-centric. It's like, yeah. no, this is literally for people who know the ins and outs of playing <laughs> drums. <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> very, very specific things. Like, they always give you, like, two of these things. And, like, yeah. what do you even need these things for? <laughs> okay, wow. That's bold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so moving on. We've got Room by Super Heaven off of Ours is Chrome. Uh, track number three off the album, three minutes and 37 seconds. Uh, Super Heaven, formerly known as Daylight, Daylight, is an American alternative rock band from Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. A borough outside of Philadelphia. Isn't that where Modern Life Was Wars from? Uh, or some other hardcore bands from they're, Doylestown? They're from Pennsylvania. Marshalltown. Mm. Maybe. Fuck, yeah. I don't know. Uh, they have a new... They have a new thing. Modern Life Is War? Yeah. Uh, oh. They have like an EP coming out, or maybe it just came out. Ooh. All I know is they have a... Uh, they do a... The a Stooges cover on it. Ooh. Um, but I have been disappointed in the last two Modern Life is War records. So. Yeah. It's like refused. <laughs> it's like they had their time. Yeah. Yeah. Ours, um, oh, uh, their music has best described as reminiscent of 1990s grunge and su- shoegaze. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I like that statement. Yeah. Because grunge doesn't currently exist. Yeah. Yeah. So shoegaze should not currently exist. Yeah. I like that statement. Reminiscent of. Yes. That's perfect. It's indie rock. I don't even know. Like, it's just rock. It's rock that's reminiscent of grunge and shoegaze. It's rock. Yeah. Rock music. Yeah. Um, Ours is Chrome is their second and final studio album that came out in 2015. Um, all right, so I'm going to be honest. I did not like this song. Really? Yes, and because oh. it sounded like a bad 90s band. Mm. Like, it sounded like it, was, it wasn't It was authentic enough for me to be like, what did this come out in the 90s? It wasn't like Quicksand or something, right? Yeah. But, like, it, sound, it had 90s production to it, or maybe just, like, the riffs felt 90s. It's like the fucking, the new, um, the new fucking dumbass band that everyone likes, Turnstile. Oh, you don't like them? No, fuck that record. Their new album? No. (gasps) Don't make 90s music and not make it sound actually like it's from the 90s. I can listen to 90s bands. I have all that music to listen to. 
That I don't so need good. to listen to a new band <laughs> doing 90s music that is clearly from today. <laughs> like, yeah, but they, they made beep boops in it. There's beep boop sounds. <laughs> no, I don't want that. Like, I, it's just like, do something different. It's like, if, yeah. I, if I saw, like, uh, an 80s goth band that's still going on today, yeah. it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, this isn't 80s goth. You yeah. have no, new production. Like, I can, I'm not an idiot. You are not using the same production that they used in the 90s. You're not. You can tell. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, yeah, it's like, why are you trying to make it purposely sound shitty unless you're going to actually like change something about it? Exactly. Like, there's a style of metal called Cult. It's K V L T, is what it's called. Yeah, it's, and it's purposely made to sound like it was uh, like recorded in a garage, like shitty sound quality because it's like, oh, you have to be really into death metal to like this type of music. (laughs) You know, like, it's it's Def Heaven style music, but with shitty sound quality. And it's the weirdest thing where like these bands, like they're a lot of them are good. But does it but sound authentic? Them, well, it sounds authentically like eighties. Yeah. That's like as long as the production of it actually sounds like they're using the same shit that they yeah. use from the eighties, I'm cool with. Yes. It's that yeah. I can tell you're using new shit. Yes. Don't try to yeah. lie to me, Turns. Like if you're recording two tape. You know, with like using tube amplifiers. Yeah. Great. Like, yeah. Make it sound like that then. But there are a lot of good examples with uh, new hardcore bands like Drain that oh, are yeah. taking that like late 80s, early 90s, like tough guy hardcore. Hell yeah. Changing I like it. I fucking love Drain. And like yeah. all these new hardcore bands that I just found out about that are taking that, that like hockey hardcore style, mm-hmm. that Boston hardcore style, and like improving it, but also keeping the same. The same uh, ethos to it, I guess. Like, they're not like overdoing the riffs. Like uh, a band like Knocked Loose, yeah, it goes a little bit over the top with yeah. it and like sounds too processed. But that's what they're going for. But these other bands are like, oh no, we'll keep the original riffs, but also like update some of like the melodies and stuff. And it it's perfect. Like it's a good mix where they can pull it off with like modern recording styles but using the old musical stylings i guess yeah you know yeah turnstile that album really just feels like they made an album for people who are 10 years younger than me i'm sure yeah i'm sure that is the case yeah i mean like they're like they don't know (laughs) yeah no yeah that's true that's true (laughs) but that is kind of like the thing that's happening with that music now is like that is the like the turnstile generation a little bit before it is what's being brought back into like the popular zeitgeist of like hardcore music in general. So I, I guess I see where they're going with it. I mean, I don't know. They have like some weird, like dreamy, like hip hop stuff that they're trying to add into it mm. too, which I feel like trash talk kind of tried to do. Yeah. <laughs> Like out of the creator. See, that's why I have a lot of respect. Which it's it's funny that my wife actually knows one of her coworkers is she's from Philadelphia and she dated or is currently at their situations confusing with one of the guys from the band Soul Glow, and like Soul Glow is like a perfect example of like oh this is something new, but it's kind of reminiscent of things that I've heard before. 
but yeah. way fucking different. And I'm like, yeah. do that. I don't need Turnstile to just do a record that I've already heard before. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Soglo uses the N-word. Yeah. That's cool. It is cool. <laughs> That's always cool to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't really care for this song. Uh, oh, okay. it bothered me, the song. Did it remind you at all of a uh, small brown bike? Uh no. It for some reason gives me like feelings of that in like this I don't know what it is. It gave me bush feelings. Yeah, a little bit of bush. <laughs> bit of bush. <laughs> I'm curious if their other stuff just sounds like a 90s rock band that sounded like a bad 90s rock band. It's it's a lot like the Turnover album where it's like a lot of it is similar, but there is some harder stuff, I guess. But just like, you know, Bush had some harder songs too. Yeah. So. Glycerin. <laughs> or Silverchair. Silverchair is a good example too. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, RJ, how'd you, did you, were you able to wrap your legs around the song? So I'm going to say the effort's not there, but the ideas is. I put down. Didn't like the 90s. <laughs> Go back to the 90s. And I was just like, weird mix of, I, I couldn't think of who, but I was like, all right, Nirvana and Lifehouse. And that's what uh, I put on Lifehouse. my Lifehouse. Yes. And I was like, I don't know if that's who I'm thinking of, but I hear Kurt Cobain. In I can case. see that. They do the thing with the distorted where they're just like, ooh, now I'm grungy. And the band <laughs> Daylight is so much better. Right? It's so much better than these guys. And I was like, you guys need to change back your other way. (laughs) Yeah. What does daylight sound like? Uh, Here, I'll play it. Um, It's on one of my ears. I can't share you with you right now. (laughs) Just take out your headphone. Um, Yeah, their old stuff, they went under the name Daylight. They even released an album called Jar under the name Daylight and then had to re-release it under the name Super Heaven because they got sued by some Irish band. (laughs) Um, but they have, Irish. I think I have the original Daylight Jar album before they switched to Super Heaven. But that album is kind of like their transition. And then this other Hours is Chrome is like full on, you know, shoegaze, quote unquote. Hmm. But this is their old stuff. Yeah, I'll fast forward a little bit. Oh, yeah. Again, this sounds like brand new. Oh, it's good. Oh, this is Crime and Stereo. Yeah. Yeah. This is very much more small brown bike. Yeah. That sounds fucking sick. What's wrong with doing this music? I don't See? Understand. Not so much better. <laughs> Nothing. So much better. It's like all these bands are like embarrassed or something, or they're just trying to be better than what they are. It's like, no, you're yeah. not better than it. <laughs> What's well, the thing? Like, did you listen to any of the other... Um, like the companion album or the mixtape that I made, like the oh, turnover. No, no. Okay. So original turnover. Yeah, this is the this is the turnover. That's the one you know. Citizen. Sounds great. Again, a crime stereo band. Hell yeah. 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 Nothing wrong with that. Plenty about, of bands uh, still about, uh, doing that that are popular. 
Yeah. What is Deaf Havens? I'm like, oh, old Deaf Havens? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I can play Roads of Judah era if we got 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, did you have anything else to add to Super Heaven? <laughs> mm, no. That, no. This album, that album's not my, uh, eh, I, don't, I don't really care for it yeah. either. But it was, you know, every band on here, I, I double-checked to see that at least one person referred to them as shoegaze before mm-hmm. I put them on here. Um, but that was more so my question is, like, what is what is the gaze? Again, like, is because because Anthony Green can sing well, is Circus Survive not shoegaze? Oh, Anth- yeah, Circus Survive would, is so shoegaze. Yeah, but he can sing really well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. They had a new EP that came out. Really? Yeah. Who, who took over Seosin after him? Because they didn't have a good voice, so that means Seosin might might be shoegaze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't think I've heard anything past the Anthony Green of Seosin. They redid, I uh, think, the whole Seven Years album. Oh wow! And it was stupid. <laughs> Why would you redo that? It's, yeah, it's perfect as is. Um. All right. Uh, next, we've got your pain is mine now. Title fight, yeah, off of Hyperview. Hyperview, uh, track number five, four minutes and three seconds. Uh, Title fight was an American rock band from Kingston, Pennsylvania, formed in two thousand three. Uh, they have released three albums. Uh, Hyperview was released through Anti, um, a record label, which the band signed into in, in twenty fourteen. Uh, Hyperview was their third album. Um, let's see here. It was produced by Will Yip, who Will Yip also uh, produced. Real estate. Um, and I think pro- he did Touche Amore. He produced the Turnover album. Ew. Yeah. Um, let's He's done a ton of albums. Yeah. Uh, Hyperview pro- produced the singles Chlorine and Rose of Sharon. Uh, the album marked a change in the band's style from an energetic hardcore punk of previous records to a fuzzier and more textured sound rooted in shoegaze and indie rock. Um, see, again, that bothers me. Because if you listen to the Lifelong record, because he's screaming, is it not shoegaze? Because that is fuzzy textured music. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Yeah, because... Most of the other songs on that Citizen album, the dude's screaming on it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, not most of them, but it's like 50-50. Mm. Some of them are just full-on, like, yelling songs. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But but is it is it all shoegaze, or is just that one or a few songs shoegaze? Or does right. it have shoegaze elements to it? Like, it's can you... Some. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a broad term. Uh, compared to previous albums, uh, their third... Uh, their third effort was not as well received by critics. Uh, some cite the reason for more mixed reviews was due to the evolution of their sound from a punk and hardcore based noise to a more distorted shoegaze influenced sound. Nevertheless, Hyperview received generally positive reviews overall from professional critics. Um, yeah, it's funny. There's a there's a guy that I know who's from Buffalo, New York, who he has a like a pop punk post punk band that's called Hyperview. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, were they named after this band? I think so. That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy that any book, like, I didn't like this album until recently when I'm like, okay, it's the, like, I like it. 
better now that I've dissociated from Title Fight as a band, mm-hmm. and I like this for its own thing. They should have changed the name of their band. Yeah. Their I band agree. should have been called Hyperview. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Reading Title Fight and listening to this, I'm like, this doesn't yeah. make any sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Real quick, I had to look it up. Um, I'm going to read you some of the albums that Will Yip has produced because it sounded familiar. Yeah. Uh, so Adventures, the uh, side project of uh, Code Orange, Angel Dust, uh, five Anthony Green albums, Balancing Composure, four Blacklisted albums, Bouncing oh, yeah. Souls, Braid, Caspian, Love Ceremonies that. in the Spirit World Now, six Circus Survive albums, four or, yeah four Citizen albums, five Code Orange albums. So it's his fault. It, yeah, this is all. I mean, Daylight before they were Super Heaven, like Defeater. Uh, he's produced like every album that we've Let's ever listened to. Uh, he did. Where'd he go? Uh, self-titled. 2019. Yeah. Yeah, he's done a ton of shit, and that's just, that's into the Ds. And then there's, I mean, he did The Fray. <laughs> the fucking, what did they do? The Fray? Uh, something. How to Save a I Life. Like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Lifehouse song. Whatever it is, yeah. I hate it. <laughs> I am the Avalanche. Oh, the Wolverines. bad ones? Oh, yeah, yeah Wolverines. <laughs> <laughs> Three Lot of Speed albums. Yeah. Menzingers, Me Without You, Movements, Nothing, Three Nothing albums. Damn. Yeah, he's all over the place. Dance yeah, it's fault. his fault. He does like all the new albums by these bands. And they're like, oh, we want to change our, our sound. Is this the wizard? Pianos become the teeth. When they change to their new sound, that's him. That's crazy. That was a new sound, though. Pianos become the teeth? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he works with Quicksand, too. Quicksand, yeah. Four Quicksand albums. One Say Anything, not the good one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Two Super Heaven albums. Uh, Four Starting Line albums. Seven Tiger's Jaw albums. Yeah, it's his fault. Every every title fight album. (laughs) And a Touche Amore split. Yeah, Touche Amore, he did... Oh, he only did the, uh, the splits. For them, strangely <laughs> enough, <laughs> yeah. It's funny how like you can like just find people who are the reason it, for certain. Yeah, things. you're like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, it's like if people didn't know who like Kurt Bayer was, and then you showed them who Kurt Bayer was, you'd yeah. be like, it's his fault. I'm like oh, all, all of this sounds like yep. this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Turnstile, but he didn't do the uh, he didn't do the newest one. Um, yeah, but this uh, title fight song, I like this song. Yeah. I like it as much as the the first song on this mix. It's just like it's a fine song. Uh, yeah, doesn't really stand out to me. It just sounds like a, honestly, it just sounds like an indie rock song that could be playing at a coffee shop, like most of these songs. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'd never think you'd play title fight at a coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. unless you're fucking sick. Yeah. Let's run a sick ass coffee shop. Yeah. Decaf, straight edge. RJ. Uh, this song, I thought I hated it in the beginning. <laughs> Me too. But yeah. then I was like, ah, I still don't like Nirvana and Lifehouse. So I was like, <laughs> all right, this one's not as bad. And it was, it was, it wasn't slow. It, it worked. I like, you know, 
You know, I, I do. I think I would have gave a lot higher score <laughs> to Devin's other mix, and I was disappointed that that's not the the mix. We <laughs> oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, all right, this is where I'm at, so I have to like rate it as a whole. And I was just like, ah, okay, this song works. It works. Dad, you heard Title Fight before? I've seen all the names before, but you hadn't. You don't remember the band? Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah, that was the most surprising band on here. Like the su- most surprising shift, I would say. Like they went from like hard, like the hardest pop punk, I would say. Like they were on the edge with like shook ones, yep. kind of the and companion Dagger mix. I liked all the other bands. I was like, I could actually listen to other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they made this weird shift, like a very sudden shift. Like these other bands, uh, for the most part, like had kind of like. Like, oh, I could tell that something's changing throughout their discography. But this one was like, I think they went from Floral Green to this album. It's like, oh, that's uh, completely different. I like, did put in my notes that he used like a little phaser or something like that on his guitar. It's Hyper-V, like bro. I was just like, whoa, it feels like I'm going on a journey. Yeah, it's a Hyper-V <laughs> sound. Yeah. Um, all right. Last but not least, we've got uh, Lament for Wasps. By Def Heaven off of Infinite Granite. Track number five, coming at seven minutes and eight seconds. Uh, Def Heaven, a uh, band formed in 2010, originally based in San Francisco. Uh, the group began as a two-piece with singer George Clark and guitarist Kiri McCoy, uh, who recorded and self-released a demo album together. Following its release, Def Heaven recruited three new members and began to tour. Uh, before the end of 2010, the band signed with Death Wish. Um, uh, let's see. They established a unique style of blending black metal, shoegazing, and post rock, among other influences, later called black gaze. Black gaze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They get their own parade, right? <laughs> Separate from the regular parade, the black gaze. <laughs> Uh, Def Evans' second album, Sunbather, was released in 2013 to wide critical acclaim, becoming one of the best-reviewed albums of the year. Uh, in 2015, the band followed up with uh, New Bermuda, and in 2018, Ordinary Corrupt Human Love. Uh, their 2021 fifth album, Infinite Granite, drastically reduced the presence of screamed vocals. That's really all it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And, and like slightly shorter shorter songs less distortion too yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah uh and less favorable review david weaver of clash wrote there are some real moments of beauty on the record in blur aches and sparkles while singles a uh, great massive color and the gnashing uh, showcase a band adept at building beautiful soundscapes even with the guitars turned down but at a certain point the album suffers from the lack of depth in Clark's vocals or range in his melodies. Uh, AV Club person agreed, uh, writing, here we get only the beauty, a long, indistinguishable blur of pleasure. Uh, Christina Wing of Metal Hammer praised the album's songwriting and production and the band for attempting to change their sound, but ultimately felt that somewhere along the way, Deaf Heaven have lost some of the intensity that had previously made them irresistible. So, when this album came out, listened to it several times, and had a lot of complaints. 
<laughs> yep. Uh, part of my complaints was that I wish that they had not released any songs from the album before the album was released. Yeah. Um, that was a big complaint of mine. Uh, the next big complaint was that basically most of the songs sound the same. Yeah. Um, with not a whole lot of change in melody that's happening. Um, sure, you can pick out a couple of different songs. Uh, Laminate for Wasps is not my favorite song on the album. Uh, oddly enough, the last song is my favorite song on the album because it sounds like old Def Evan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if why. I just don't understand why that if Shoegaze is so broad, why did they insist on having all the songs sound like a specific Shoegaze sound? I don't know because if you listen to any of those old classic shoegaze albums that are undeniably shoegaze, not every song sounds the same. No. You know, uh-uh. it's like post-punk. It's like, you can't define a post-punk sound. It's like post-punk is like, uh, uh, there's like, there are certain tonal aspects to it, but it's mostly like the feel of it. And yeah. all those shoegaze ones have that feel, you know, some albums are better than others, <laughs> but it's not every song sounds a specific way. Like somebody referred to this album as crescendo core, mm-hmm. which is a perfect description of it. Like yeah. every time it builds to a point and then, you know, has that climax and that release and then a long drawn out ending, you know, that's every song on this album. Like they don't need that. They don't even do that on their other albums. You know, they're guilty of it on certain songs, but there's songs that don't do that at all. You know, yeah. it's a cheap device that they really leaned on heavy in this album. Yeah, I would say that, like, even a band like Nothing, who I, w- I would say most people consider them like a shoegaze band, like, yeah. even they sound not like they, this. They sound diverse. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They can change the melody and still have it be shoegaze. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, I don't think anybody would deny that Nothing is like a modern shoegaze band. Like, yeah. Nothing and Were. Like oh, were is fantastic. Yeah, were is really good. Like they uh, that embodies like modern shoegaze if it does exist. That might be the only actual shoegaze bands out there. Yeah, but they and, can change their sound too, and like I mean, still be nothing. I think people consider Mogwai for some reason a shoegaze band, uh, and it's like that's... if they do, Mogwai is my guys. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but like happy songs for happy people. Like, yeah. is that? A shoegaze album? I, I don't. Or like think... Hawk is Howling was. I would say that, I don't know. That's more like post rock. Yeah, I don't know. I know that yeah. Mogwai shows up on like shoegaze lists. I'm yeah. Just like, All right. So does the Deftones. I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard around the fur? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, like this song. I like this song. I like the album. Like again, yeah. like I can just turn on the album when I'm drawing and it's enjoyable. I can't, I don't, en- I don't know if this makes sense to to anyone, but like, I don't enjoy the album, but I can listen to it and find it enjoyable. Yeah. Like Sturgill Simpson's album that came out this past year. I enjoy that album. I can listen to it just about doing anything and enjoy it. This, I have to be like in a really specific mood. It's kind of in the background yeah. and I don't really pay attention to it. <laughs> well, I think for me, the question is like, if this album was the first album that came out by this band, would I care about it? And in the case of Sturgill Simpson, like, 
that dude in Juanita, if that was the first album that he ever came out with and I knew nothing beforehand, I would love that album. Yeah. If this was the first Def Heaven album that came out, I wouldn't care about Def Heaven. Yeah, I would just think that they're, oh, they're, they, they, yeah. they might get somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that is why I do like the album, maybe, kind of. Like, because they could go somewhere with this and make it better, mm. you know? They've shown that they have a foundation yeah. of this style of music and a lot of experience in their old style. Yeah. And if they can bring that together, like you said, the last song is your favorite one. I agree. That's one of my favorites. Like, if they could blend those together well, that would be an interesting album, you yeah. know? I wish, like, this song is a great example to me of, like, some of the production stuff that they can change on the album. Like, I really wish that they had gone with, uh, like, even a, an ovation acoustic guitar on some of the rhythms yeah. to be able to get like a, because some of the stuff sounds like the Smiths to me and oh, like, yeah. he can't sing like he can, like yeah. no one, not a very, very, not very many people can sing like Morrissey and he definitely cannot. Yeah. But like, I just wish that they had done some production things to be like, the melody kind of sounds like a Smith's melody. The feeling kind of sa- feels like the eighties. Just do some production stuff yeah. to make it sound like it comes from that era. That's what it's missing. Like, What's the guy's name from the Smith? Is it Johnny Mars? Somebody Mars. Yeah. That guitarist, um, he plays his guitar the way they play like African drums, like uh, steel mm-hmm. drums. Mm-hmm. Like somebody compared it to that, and it gives it su- – like think of this charming man, like that guitar lead. It's like Vampire Weekend-esque. Yeah. You know, and it has that like shifty feel to it. That's what this album is kind of like missing. What the fuck is the Pixies then? What are they? Jesus fuck. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. What are they then? <laughs> to pay some. That's shoegaze. Uh, uh, I, how come? Because you like Beach House, right? Yeah. Why isn't Beach House on here? Because they haven't really changed that much. Oh. You know? So they're like shoegaze from the start. Yeah. They were shoe, at least shoegaze adjacent. Uh, they, ha- I mean, they've <laughs> kind of gotten space spacey. Oh, okay. Er. <laughs> but now they're pretty much shoegaze from from the. Start. They're like space gaze. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I want to be a space gaze. <laughs> yeah. If I could go to space, I'd be a space gaze. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're a fucking moon knight. <laughs> you really are. Which one am I? <laughs> the green. By the, am I the big one that talks yes, like this? Yes, RJ is the little one that has of course. The big voice. <laughs> yeah. Ignig knocked. Always trying to shoot people. Yeah. Start Nah, RJ is MC PP Pants. He's that giant mm-hmm. spider. Oh yeah. <laughs> More candy, bubblegum, and taffy. Uh, RJ, how do you feel towards this? Because so, so, um, I didn't get into Deaf Heaven. I didn't lock into Deaf Heaven until the last like year and a half. I never really got into them. They were just there. But I, if it's on, I'll listen to it. I, it's not like something I look to listen to. Yeah. Um, it works. It's fine. There's just a lot of lot of noise. <laughs> um, this though, it. I think I liked the music versus the singing. Um, yeah, totally. The yeah. music was like, you know, I could stand that. Uh, 
but overall, I think I was like, I liked it kind of at the end just because of the music part. I mean, I could have done without the singing, just an instrumental would have been fantastic. But then I, I think the vocals need to be in there with your weird vocals and, you know, shoegazing. It's shoegaze without the weird vocals. Yeah. <laughs> I think all these people are like failed 90s singers. Yeah. They're just like, we're going to start a new band, even though that's no, not the case. But they're it's fucking like... pop punk and hardcore singers. <laughs> yeah. You can't sing well. Yeah. There's a reason yeah. why you like pop punk and hardcore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even the dude from, uh, it was either Turnover or Citizen. Citizen. That dude has a fine voice. Yeah. Like, just keep doing that. Well, another perfect example. Why glass jaw isn't shoegaze. Because Daryl <gasps> Palumbo can sing his ass off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, I almost said glass jaw. <laughs> some trailer park Jesus. Woo. <laughs> yeah, but I, I like the music, the vocals I wasn't a huge fan of. Um I did like it at the end because I feel like just the music kind of just sucked it all together. And I was like, I do appreciate that. And then I wanted them just to go into their normal, you know, Death Heaven kind of <laughs> style. Yeah. But they didn't. So I was yep. like, ah, okay. Giving you blue balls. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, Devin, can Oathbreaker become shoegaze? <sighs> <laughs> yeah. I guess so. They know. could, can, right? Can Belgians be shoegaze? <laughs> no, that's a good question. That's true. Might only be American or British. Um, yeah, it, yeah. Like I don't think they'd have be. to change that much. No, like she just has to stop screaming. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but the thing is, she might have a good voice, and if she does, then it's not shoegaze. Yeah, you know. Yeah, then she's like Chelsea Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Chelsea Wolf shoegaze in that, some of her songs, maybe. That Converge album is like, <sighs> how are you making these almost like Evanescence adjacent songs sound good to me? Right. Because they make they do riffs. I'm just like, <sighs> I fucking hate this riff, but I <sighs> love it. <laughs> they are the perfect fucking band for her. Yeah. Like, have you ever listened to anything by her before? Yeah. She... She has just a She's very a dark. Gal. Yeah, my friend actually went to uh, like elementary school and middle school with her, and was like, "Yeah, I listened to her music after like I showed it to him years ago." He's like, "It totally makes sense growing up with her. Like, it just <laughs> it sounds right." She's weird. I was like, "Shit!" I was like, "Oh, she's been living the life since the beginning." <laughs> but yeah, she has that like very dark style, which is evanescence adjacent, and. It sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> like, like some of the riffs sound like butt rock. And I'm yeah. like, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. It's uh Steven Brodsky from uh Mutoid Man and Cave In. Oh. That's also playing guitar and singing on a lot of it. So Interesting. the the guy that's singing that's I not Jacob love Bannon. Those two Cave In albums. Yeah. The other ones can suck my dick. But yeah, he's on the good ones. ones. Yeah. Yeah, and then he got into Mutoid Man. It's just fucking ridiculous now. Hmm. With the drummer of Converge. Oh. Super group. Yeah. But yeah, that album, ridiculous. Yeah. It's, I, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. I thought, oh, maybe it's just going to be like another like dark Chelsea Wolf album that I'll enjoy. Or it's going to be Converge Screaming with, I don't know, some creepy lady in the background. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. They did a good job blending like everything together. Like they had like 
one for Converge, one for Chelsea Wolf. Yeah, one I'm for curious. Everybody. I would love to know why they just didn't call it a different band. They might be transitioning to that because it's called Blood Moon One. Yeah. So maybe they'll just be called Blood Moon from now on. Uh, that's a cool name. You know? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, any other thoughts on Deaf Heaven? Yeah. No, I think that's it. No, they're they're like a good them. band. Love Deaf Heaven. Yeah. I'm excited to see what they do next. Yeah. I'll keep listening to them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. How'd you do with RJ? You said 141 for RJ? 141 for Randall. So, kind of, kind of, kind of close. Kind of okay. close. No, no. Not at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I said my favorite was uh, I'm gonna go two just because it's my my defeater uh-huh. mixed with my my religious mix. Then uh-huh. uh, I would say my least favorite. I'm gonna pick three. Hell Nirvana. yeah! Hell yeah! And then I picked one is my my favorite because I did actually enjoy them. And then kind of segueing oh. into uh, the companion. Mix. Oh, I like did like I like them okay. as a whole. So I was like, kind of yeah. going back and forth. I'm like, who do I like as a, the their original stuff versus like their stuff on here too? So I was like, I think I like one better than two. Yeah. So I'm gonna say one. Uh, and then for me, Devin, you said two four five. Two four five. And it's gonna be five five three. Five five three. Oh wait, sorry. Five <laughs> three five. Sorry. Five. Five three. Oh, I was like, wait, I was five. Years. Love it, and I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm conflicted on this. Five three five. Five three five. Okay, so th- well, I got something right. Both of your least favorite songs were the same song. Yeah. I just got the song <laughs> wrong. <laughs> uh, and you got our favorite artist right. Uh yeah yeah, yeah okay. Right. Yeah. I'm doing okay here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. For me, this mix was uh, fine. I guess. Yeah. I want to. I want to mix. I, I would. I would rather see. A, I, I like the attempt. I guess. Mm. I just don't know if I'm on board. You know. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. It was more. I I agree because these songs and like these bands aren't necessarily like bands that I would like to put on a mix together, or even put on a mix at all for that much. Like I, that title fight separately album, maybe. It's fine. Yeah, like, uh, but even like Turnover, like Turnover is kind of like a guilty pleasure album that I'll listen to where I'm like, eh, it's fine, but I don't want to like show anybody Turnover, you know? Yeah. But it was more show so. Them take over. I want to show them ta- the takeover <laughs> and please die. Number one band in Japan, according to one guy. Um, but yeah, I, I, there, it was more so just to show like uh, the difference between where they started out. And then where they are now, which is, uh, you know, you can't do in five songs. So that's why I made the companion thing. But it's like, you don't need to listen to that. It's like, oh, they changed from something to something else. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. basically it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, mostly because of the attempt, I'm going to give you a 3.5. Yeah. It wasn't the most enjoyable one of your mixes for me. Um it was a little bit hard for me to get into unless uh, I was drawing. So yeah, yeah. RJ, right. so I, I get the concept, even though I'm still not 100 percent sure what the whole shoegaze thing is. <laughs> Listening to the whole, all, yeah. Just, uh, have you have you heard real shoegaze? I don't even yeah, know you, what. You need I'll to, play it for you. You need to make a shoegaze mix. 
of like yeah. this is this is the shoe gaze. Yeah. This is how you this gaze. This is what they're trying shoes. to aim this for. Is what, this is what the gaze are all about. It's how you get the size of your shoe. And, mm-hmm. yep. Okay. So you use that slidey metal thing, look at your <laughs> shoes in the mirror. Walk around a little bit, maybe jog in place. I'm going to call it Foot Locker. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, uh, I do like the first two songs. And then after that, it kind of just went downhill a little bit after that. Uh, but I was like, I see kind of you're going off of a theme. I like the title of it. And I was like, I'll give you, I'm going to give you a 3.62. Because I was like, I do appreciate it. And the first two songs kind of held them together. Otherwise, it would. It's not my top ten mix. All right. All right. What are you going to give yourself, Tim? Uh, Three point eight. Nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the companion mix. If I took Def Heaven off there, I'd give that like a four point two. I yeah. did that one. <laughs> so those are some good ass songs. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they used to be good bands. Yeah. 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 These bands are weird because like their albums as a whole. It sounds better when you're just listening to, like, if you're listening to that Turnover album, it's like, yeah, it sounds better if you're listening to that whole album. But even then, it's, like, not great. Same thing with Citizen. It's like, Citizen has some good songs on there, but as a whole album, it's like they are so confused on what they're doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, in Will Smith's book, his dad talks about that you can't have two leaders. Mm-hmm. You can only have one leader in order for things to work well. Mm-hmm. He also used it as an excuse to beat his mom. But well, I mean, <laughs> if she's trying to take over as alpha, <laughs> I get it. But it applies in a band too. You need a leader. Yeah, you you one gotta, leader, one voice. Yeah, if you got a lady in your band, you got to beat her. <laughs> Is that what he's saying? He's just saying, hey, women. <laughs> Yeah, Will Smith starts the book off talking about that he's a coward, <laughs> yeah. and the and the book is the book is him just explaining how he's been a coward his entire life. <laughs> Let's <laughs> say West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground. I was scared and yeah. gay. <laughs> Dude, there's a it's so crazy the the how the times are different, but like they he was talking about on his um, in his neighborhood that he lived at, uh, there was a a house of a known pedophile. And the adults just said, don't go near it. Uncle Eddie Savitz? <laughs> and it's like... Is it Uncle Eddie? I don't know who it is. But There's a famous pedophile in Philly called Uncle Eddie Savitz that was like... It's like he's like a famous story. Mm. Um, but it, like, it was like national news, I guess. But everybody knew that he was... Like you could... Like kids would go there and like do like mild sexual stuff for money. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, this was not that house, but... okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like we all had an Uncle Eddie Savitz, right? Yeah. It's just, it's just crazy to think like there's a house on your street as a parent. You're just like, just don't go over there. It's like, uh, no, you get that fucker out of there. There was there was one of those on uh, Dustin Street. Oh, really? Yeah. I forgot the dude's name, but remember that house? We always uh, we always walked by it. Um, with our pants down. With our pants down. <laughs> the cheeks out. Just cheeks out for Herbert. Just tent. Come on, Herbert. But everybody like knew that that was just like the child molester's house. And we would walk by as children and be like, 
We That's the that child the molester's house, right? We knew. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we were like tempting him, you know? Yeah. Like just strutting by. We're all like looking like, through the windows. What's up, buddy? Yeah. Ooh, your mama. Yeah. <laughs> your mama sure does love you, boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Different times. Different times. Uh, all right. RJ, do you have a pedophile mix for us this week? I hope so. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It depends on how you look at it. I'm going to look at it as a pedophile <laughs> okay. mix. Could, um, so this one I decided just to throw together just because, you know, tis the season. Um, so I called this one. Was it an Easter mix? 2000s Pop Punk Xmas. That's a very cryptic title. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know what I'm going to get at all. Yeah, it's a great pedophile song. Mm. Ooh. Oh yeah. Any of the jock jams, really. Gary Glitter got in trouble. That's who made that song. <laughs> that is who made that? Yeah, Gary Glitter. I think this is my favorite pedophile song. <laughs> Truth is, I thought it mattered. I thought that music mattered. Bollocks, not compared to how people matter. <laughs> I forgot that's the opening. <laughs> I get knocked down. Oh, yeah. Tub that thump. Never can keep me down. Thub that tongue. You can put me in jail all you want. Never can keep me down. <laughs> uh, I don't know if this is Devin's worst nightmare or what. Oh, no. Because I know I hate two of these. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I hate three of them. What if this is the one that I end up liking? <laughs> what if this is how I'm like? I, I, I still don't think this is the one. <laughs> I don't. I, I, there's so many angles of things that I would need to get over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I would say right now that the first artist is the most overrated artist ever. And well, I don't know why anyone likes them. Also, I'm pretty sure there's a pedophile in that group. <laughs> like, uh, literally. It was, it was the guitarist, I believe. Or no, was he the one that tried to get his wife killed, like hired a hitman? No, there was a pedophile. There's a pedophile there. in there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's why I was like, kind of. Off to a good start. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was like the guitarist of the basses, and then they kicked him out. And then... I know someone or multiple people that have traveled to LA to get tattooed by one of the guys from that band. Cause he's a tattoo artist. Really? Yeah. I'm just Is like, he good? That's fine. But like, I don't fucking care. There's a good tattoo artist right next to you. What? That's the thing. It's like, if they're not something like special, like if it's not Kat Von D <laughs> style, you know, it's not one of the Miami ink guys. Yeah. It's not the dude with the mustache. <laughs> uh. 
Um, all right, RJ. <laughs> I can right. I can work out to this. You can. I know it that. is a good it's a good workout. <laughs> I can not work out to this. I don't know that this is as good as your last Christmas mix. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> I enjoyed that one a lot. I might like this one better, strangely. Maybe. You know, that might be the metric that I use to grade this one. No, you should Do grade like it, it on, is it better than the Kanye Christmas song? That's how you should grade it. <laughs> that song, mm. Chocolate. It's oh, I good. had a new favorite Christmas song that Phoebe Bridgers won. Oh, she yeah. came out with yeah. like a couple days ago. But it's a Tom Waits cover, yeah. and it doesn't mention Christmas once. So that's why it's my favorite Christmas song. Just like Baby, It's Cold Outside doesn't mention Christmas. It's just cold. Just rape. Just cold rape. <laughs> yeah. Get knocked down, but I get up again. You're going to keep me down because it's cold outside. You ain't going nowhere, bitch. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right. Uh, well, you can find the podcast wherever you get podcasts. Uh, if you want to listen to some uh, modern shoegazing and stuff like that, go to Foot Locker. <laughs> Could you imagine? You go to Foot Locker and they're playing My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. <laughs> there is, that is a Portlandia bit. That is just not looking you in the eyes, just staring at their shoes. Yeah, and they're playing shoegaze. <laughs> Do you have the new Yeezys? I don't know. Let me check. <laughs> yeah, but somehow their ma- their their flannels look like the referee shirts. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just checkered flannels. Yeah, or striped. <laughs> oh, fuck it, my brain's broken. <laughs> <sighs> Medicine. Um, yeah. Uh yeah. You can just yeah, yeah just go just, to Spotify, just search five song mixtape, all one word. You know, a thing to ponder about, you know, like with the world and equality happening with the world, why do we still have softball? You know what I mean? I agree. We don't have or a different least... basketball game for women's basketball. Can we allow men to play softball against the women? You know? I mean, if they're 40, drunk, and overweight, then yes. That's true. I should that. <laughs> yeah. You have co-ed softball teams. <laughs> just, what if they had, like, softball, basketball, but the basketball's just fucking huge? <laughs> That's essentially <laughs> it's what it is. Gigantic. <laughs> yeah. And you could, th- you could just do everything underhand. <laughs> you don't have to dribble it. You just hold it yeah. and run. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. It's 2021, almost 2022, and we're yeah. still allowing softball as, like, a real thing. What is the deal with it, too? Because Throw it's like, it overhand. And they throw it so fast underhand. Yeah. You know, it's, is that, like, a known thing between, like, a difference between men and women that, like, women can only <laughs> throw underhand fast, but their arms don't go over their head or something? <laughs> like, what is the deal with that? Well, they, they generate the power differently. It's all from the ass that way. Oh, you yeah. Look at the softball asses. That's true. <laughs> you don't got a baseball ass. No. No. You got that Babe Ruth ass. <laughs> yeah. Got that Ken Griffey ass. I'm just saying, soccer, we don't have two different types of soccer. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's just uh, ridiculous. I, yeah, like bumper soccer. Bumper <laughs> fucking bowling. Now I do I do think in the NBA and the WNBA you have two different size balls. But do they really? I think so. I think WNBA has a smaller ball 
So they can palm it? Yeah. The tiny lady hands? I think maybe their hoops might be lower, too. I think that that makes sense. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, like, the, let's be honest. The hoop is really high <laughs> for, like, normal people. Yeah. You know, like, no normal people are dunking. Like, anybody in the NBA below six feet, I don't think they can actually dunk, right? Like, it's fucking high. Yeah, it's real high. I'm, I might be wrong on that because I've probably never watched an NBA game. Well, it's also bizarre to see a woman that's like 6'2". You're like, oof, okay. Yeah. Let yeah. alone, like, does a 6'8 woman exist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Amazon. <laughs> yeah. In old 50s comic books, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, on to next week. Christmas time. Women's racquetball just has giant balls. <laughs> Stupid rackets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>